this week's episode of Laker Sports Talk. We are, of course, the most talked about Laker sports podcast east of Los Angeles, where things uh, with the Lakers are just not doing very well right now. So we might be taking over that top spot soon. Uh, I'm, my name is Zach Oaks. I'm joined alongside with Derek Aaron and uh, really excited to uh, bring you this week's episode where there is a lot going on, Derek. Um, you know, we've got variety of uh, sports that are kind of coming to the end. We've got basketball district tournaments uh, coming up here soon. We've got middle school basketball just uh, won a conference championship, swim regionals. Um, you know, we had some bowlers compete in the state tournament. Uh, we got a new football coach. We're on the search for a new softball coach. Just a lot going on, and we're gonna we're gonna go through those and uh, try to touch on everything. But uh, Derek, first off, uh, how are you doing? And uh, what's what's going on in your world? Oh, not a whole lot, Zach. I'm do, doing fine. It's good to have you back. Obviously, uh, out with a, a bit of COVID here last week. So glad second, that, second round. <laughs> I'm a veteran of that, but glad you got that behind you, and uh, it's perfect timing, too, because things really are uh, ramping up in the Laker sports world. Uh, as you mentioned, all those things, a lot of things happening, uh, and it, it seems like every day new things are happening in, in the Laker sports world, so we'll try to uh, get to everything and give you a quick rundown on everything uh, involving all that. Yeah, Derek, we've got, like I said, we've got a lot going on. And then uh, later in the show, I'm going to bring on uh, Michael Carpenter. He's he's made multiple appearances on here, but uh, there's a lot going on as we kind of as we kind of transition from winter into spring sports. And then um, there's also been a lot going on with uh, coaching changes. And so we'll talk to Michael about some of the coaching changes. Yeah, there's no better no better guy to have on. Right. Uh, he, he's at the pulse of it all. So uh, Michael knows exactly what's going down, and he's, he's certainly been busy these past few weeks. Yeah. So uh, just, Derek, let's go ahead and uh, jump into it. First off, uh, you know, probably the, the biggest thing we've got going on is uh, district tournaments are coming up, and, well, you know, the boy, uh, of course, the boys. Rough season, um, you know. They they got the four seed in the district. D- didn't win a district game this season, and that's that's not common. Uh, yeah. You know, I think we look back and it was. It's been. I, I I think it's the first time it's happened since they've joined the 16th district. So a very off year. Um, but if you're looking for positives, they take on one seed Clinton County, and while that may sound a little daunting at first. If you look at the regular season, they've played Clinton County better than than either Metcalf or Cumberland, the two and three seeds. So the possibility of an upset exists. I'm not <laughs> I'm not ready to go out on a limb and say it's the most likely scenario, but you know when Clinton County came here, uh, that was a game that went right down to the wire. You called that game. Yeah, uh, went right down to the wire. Russell County had a chance to either win that game or send it into overtime. Uh, playing there uh, was a little bit of wider margin victory, but Russell County still played them pretty competitively for the most part. And so if you're looking for a silver lining there, maybe the matchup with uh, Clinton County is, isn't as bad a matchup as uh, some of the other teams in the district. Obviously it's at Clinton County, you know, that'll play a key role, I'm sure. But Zach, I have been to so many of these 16th district tournaments and seen so many upsets that you can't rule out anything. Obviously, Russell County will come in uh, looking to take down the you know the big dog there, and that's why they play the game. You know, we've seen crazier things happen. Uh, Russell County, as you alluded to, uh, 
a, for a season to forget in a lot of ways. But they have uh, a lot of youth. They've uh, you know trying to build on that youth. They've been players I think kind of thrust into positions and asked to do maybe more than what they would have otherwise. Right. So you know uh, it's been a you know a painful season for the guys on the court. I, I know and and for all the fans out there. But you know it, looking to the future. Uh, you know, hopefully things will will turn around and, and and be bright, and we'll be back to the old Laker days where uh, you know you're getting those 16th district championships, and who knows once you toss the ball up over there in Clinton County, what will happen? Yeah, you you yeah, I mean, you look at the lumps this team's taken this season, and you look at it as hopefully this is just a building block onto yeah. more success in the future. You know, every team kind of has these off years. This one just you know a little bit a little bit more off than normal than what we're seeing. But you hope that maybe with some of these young players that are getting some experience, you know, in a, in a year or two, uh, that experience pays off. And uh, we've got another team that's going to be a 16th district contender and a team that, you know, goes into the region tournament with the ability to make a run. That's right. And so then on the girls' side, they got they got the worst draw possible. Bad luck bit them, that's but, for sure. And it was a three way tie, right, Zach? Three way tie between Cumberland, Clinton, and Russell County. Um, each team finished with a two and four district record in the regular season. So when it comes when you have a three way tie like that, it comes down to just a blind draw. So and Russell County unfortunately drew the four seed in that. And Derek, you know, I can't, you know. Kind of looked at it and I thought, well, you know, they've beaten they've beat Cumberland. They split with Cumberland. They split with Clinton. So, you know, those are two teams that they beat. They've shown they can beat in the regular season. You hope you hope to just get the two or the three. You got a sixty six percent chance of That's of right. getting one of those. But unfortunately, they drew the four and they drew Metcalf County, a team that uh, swept the Lady Lakers in the regular season. Not a great matchup uh, for the Lady Lakers who've. Kind of faltered down the stretch a little bit. They've had, of course, they've had some issues with some illnesses a few weeks ago, and then yeah. uh, trying to get back into the swing of things. Again, another team that's got a lot of youth, especially in the backcourt, going through some growing pains with that. But uh, not the best matchup for them. But again, Derek, we're, we're in another situation where it's why you play the game. You, yeah, um, I think back to last year. We'll kind of touch on softball a little bit later, but. Last year, Russell County softball comes in. You know, they had easily defeated Cumberland County both times in the regular season. First round of the district tournament, Cumberland County pulls the upset. It's, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, and that's why you play the games, and there's upsets all the time. So, you never know what can happen. Uh, I know Brett's going to have his girls. uh, I know they're going to be ready to play. They want to come in and prove themselves and pull that upset and uh, go back to the region tournament again. So, I know they're going to be prepared. They're going to. Uh, be motivated. You know they want to get that win over Metcalf County. Not like I said, not the greatest matchup, but here again, uh, I know those girls have shown that they that when they show up and when they play, they can they can knock off some teams. Yeah, I'm not comparing teams here, but just talking about postseason and the things that can happen. 2017, you know, Russell County loses the district championship game and goes into the regional tournament as a runner-up, and then they win region and go on to, to the state tournament. So, you know, these district tournaments, are it's just, uh, uh, you know, who gets hot at the right time. And, uh, you know, speaking of that 2017 team, uh, Monday night, uh, big thing coming up uh, at halftime of, of the girls' matchup with Somerset, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they're taking on Somerset. And at halftime, some uh, – 
some folks getting honored there. Zach, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, actually going to be some inductions into the Lady Laker Court of Honor, and so that's a um, that's a really neat uh, recognition for uh, for those that have been a part of uh, Lady Laker history. So first off, you have Craig Pippen, who is longtime uh, Lady Laker coach, coach of that 2017 team, uh, won multiple district championships. Uh, Craig, a fixture in the program for a while, and a lot of people know him. He, of course, he's coaching in Glasgow now. Uh, he's coaching uh, Glasgow High School, coaching their girls. But uh, Craig Pippen had a lot of success here in Russell County. Again, you know, took, you know, I believe he's one of only two coaches to take a team to the regional championship or, or uh, take them to the to win a regional championship. So um, he's going to be recognized. And then uh, Leanne Grider, um, uh, girl I graduated with, we both graduated in 2013. Uh, Leanne's second all-time leading scorer uh, in uh, Russell County girls basketball history, well over 2,000 points, um, was a fixture in the program for years. And here's how long I've been around, Zach. I remember talking to Coach Pip and interviewing him about the program, and he said, yeah, we've got this get this young middle schooler coming on named Leanne Grider. I think she's going to be a pretty good ball player for us. I remember uh, I think, I think Laker she was Jim talking to him about that. And so kind of dating myself. Gosh, <laughs> I've been in it a while now. You think back to a story like that. But, but yeah, Leanne, just a terrific career for Russell County. Yeah, Leanne, uh, Leanne great career. She went on, to, uh, play, went on to play point guard at Campbellsville University and is now – um, is now teaching over at Campbellsville High School and is uh, their volleyball coach. So okay. uh, Leanne is going to come back and be recognized for uh, her time her time with the Russell County program. And then Amy Ellis, another, uh, you know, I think Amy finished with over 1,400 career points. Yeah, yeah. Another, uh, another Lady Laker legend. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, so, she, so she's going to be recognized too. And then they'll also recognize the 2017 team that you mentioned, a team, you know, Derek. We were looking at the other day. And I believe they, I believe of that team, what was it, seven, seven players, seven players at least scored at least a thousand points off that team. Yeah, that's almost unheard of that around is, here. Yeah. And just a great group of girls that stuck together and uh, and played hard and were able to really make Russell County proud and make that run to the state that's championship. Right. Lady Laker senior Sophie Shear actually dressed as an eighth grader. For the majority of that season, and she, you know, was a senior this season, so that's kind of the last link to yeah. that 2017 so, uh, title team. So pretty cool there. So that'll be uh, that'll be Monday night as Russell County takes on Somerset, and it's going to be at halftime. So encourage you Monday night uh, Valentine's Day. What better way to uh, spend your Valentine's Day than come out to <laughs> Laker Gym and uh, see that right. celebration, I'm, I'm, guys? I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're. Your spouses would uh, love would yeah. love nothing more. Significant other, will, you, yeah. Buy them a ticket to the Lady Laker game Monday night and watch some watch some uh, uh, figures from the past be be inducted into the court of honor. And then you you know what you can stop by you can stop by McDonald's and get a Big Mac afterwards That's or right. something. That's you know, right. absolutely. <laughs> I can't think of a better Valentine's Day. But uh, so all that going on high school basketball, Derek, middle school basketball. Um, we actually did something a little different. We broadcasted that middle school championship game between uh, Russell County's eighth graders and Clinton County, and a game went right down to the wire. Russell County won, a thrilling win. Good to see, good to see those eighth graders get that win and uh, have that moment of being able to cut down the nets and celebrate uh, w- with their teammates and their family. It was really exciting for 
them. And, uh, you know, we want to give a shout out to uh, Coach Eric Bennett and those eighth graders. Eric, a lot of those eighth graders are um, not only playing freshman and JV basketball, but a lot of them have been getting varsity minutes yeah, lately. They, they really have. Uh, uh, so we're they, talking about building that program yeah, up. They've been contributing as well, you know, not just been getting scrap time at the end of games. They've been been out there when it counted. So uh, – We've got so I want to give a shout out to uh, Eric Bennett and those uh, and those middle school eighth grade basketball players. Uh, Derek also swim regionals. Um, you know Russell County's uh, swim teams went to went and competed in the regional tournament. Um, one of the smaller teams in the region in terms of just the number of members. Uh, you got some bigger schools there like Elizabeth Town and some like those, uh, but really showed up well. Glenda Prater was the region coach of the year. Morgan Jones won the region's uh, sportsmanship award, had uh, several relay teams, finished second and third. We had some state qualifiers. I know Jacob Phillips uh, qualified for a, for a state meet. A couple, I think a relay team uh, qualified for a state meet. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, I went out and went out and watched them in their final home meet. And uh, just really cool to see them. It's a really great group of kids. And, uh, of course, you know, had them on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, I have heard a lot of comments about that. People, you know, honestly, one of the – I mean, that was a great interview. Those kids uh, really – they're really passionate. And you, that's what you love to see at this level is you see these kids that are passionate about what they do. They're passionate about – uh, getting better, and they're passionate about supporting their teammates. I see a lot of that with the swim team, and they're very disciplined too. Zach, yes. to, to be a swimmer, man, I well the rigors they have to go through, and uh, it's just something else to see when you go out to those meets and watch how things are run. And it, it's a top notch way that 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 is and I, uh, executed. And I can tell you what, Derek, I would not want to be in one of those swim practices. I told Coach Glenda, I said. I said there wouldn't be any way you get me out there for a swim practice, <laughs> just swimming laps around the pool for hours. I'd be I'd be dropped down in the middle of it somewhere. They'd have to come Take, pull me yeah, out half a lap and call it call <laughs> that, it for the day. That'd be good for me. Yeah. They were talking about what they were talking about getting in the pool like like wearing sweatpants to kind of uh, get some extra pool. And oh yeah, I, I can't imagine that's uh, <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Uh, next up, Derek bowling team uh, bowling. Uh, we had a couple of region champions. Michaela Melson won the girls' region, and then uh, Dylan Stringer won the boys' region. And so, uh, and then a couple of other state qualifiers, uh, Nick uh, Nick Blakey and Carly Skaggs, both uh, qualified for the state tournament. Uh, the girls, uh, I think Michaela finished, I think it was, she was in the top 25 in the state. Um, and then Carly, I believe, was top 35 in the state. And then, of course, on the boys' side, uh, Dylan, Dylan and Nick both finished fifth and sixth in the state. So really impressive finishes on the state level for those uh, Russell County bowlers. Uh, I know Brad Rex wrote the bowling coach. He called me after their region win, and he was ecstatic. Uh, oh, yeah. They had a little parade on the way, a parade as they came into town. Uh, really good to see the bowling team come up with a lot of success there and at when the your regionals. Bowling program is starting to produce collegiate level athletes in that in that sport. You know that's saying something. It's just it's still you know in its infancy really. Yeah, it's uh, a really a program. Young. Yeah, really young. Uh, so uh, to see that and to see the success that they're having now, uh, it, it's something to be proud of. Really is. Um, another thing, Derek. Uh, you know we're coming up into spring sports, and so. Baseball and softball are right on the horizon. We're about a month out from the first baseball and softball game, so they're already kind of beginning uh, getting their practices in and stuff like that. But 
you know, one month away, it's hard to believe we're one month away from uh, baseball and softball. Of course, David Rex wrote, uh, well, I mean, what can you say about Coach Rex wrote? Hall of Famer. Just a, yeah, just a legend in high school baseball here in Kentucky. And uh, he's doing he's doing really well. He's got a good group. I think, I believe it's around 10 seniors, maybe 10 or 11 seniors. So very veteran group. That's saying something for your program too. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of kids that came back, used that extra year of eligibility, uh, came back, wanted to, uh, well, you know, first off, wanted to, you know, uh, shore up some things academically. Uh, They used that extra year to uh, kind of make sure that, you know, they had a good understanding of uh, some of their educational stuff. And then, I mean, they lost a year of baseball here a couple years back. Yeah. uh, and And so we have a couple of those kids that came back and wanted to, you know, play that year again. And so... Uh, I'm sure David Rexer was thrilled to have those back, you know, starters too. And, um, you know, Russell County, I mean, last year had a, had a great run, just fell short against uh, Franklin Simpson in the regional tournament. They're looking, uh, I know David Rexer, he's got his eyes set on a regional championship this year, and I think they're going to be a contender in the fourth. And then softball, you know, uh, we just saw the resignation of Scott Jones and, um, you know, I want to say you know, Scott is, uh, you know, uh, Scott's had some, you know, his family's been been hit really hard by COVID, and uh, you know he's he's got a lot going on, and so he he ultimately decided to step away. And I, he's I want a great to, man. I, I, I want to give I want to give a lot of credit to Scott Jones. I think he's uh, I think he's was a great coach. I think he's a great person. Um, you know, my first year covering softball last year. Uh, went above and beyond to uh, make sure I had everything I needed. Made sure I had a good spot out on the field to uh, take pictures, and oh, yeah. he really accommodated us with the broadcasts and um, and just those girls. Uh, you know, really, really adored him. He was he was really good to them, and uh, they really respected him. And so, I want to wish Scott the best going forward and whatever whatever uh, his next endeavors are. But Derek, we're going to we're going to talk about this with uh, Michael Carpenter a little bit later. You know, we we don't have a softball coach right now, yeah. and, and we're a month out from the season. Uh, so I imagine uh, there's going to be some. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think they're going to rush it. I don't think they're going to rush and to just throw somebody in there. But there's a little bit of a sense of urgency there now with a game with games a month away. Yeah, we want to get a we want to get a softball coach installed. Yeah, absolutely. We'll find out the plan. I was obviously from Michael, but uh, you know, as you mentioned, it's a tough time going you know a month out and you know the leader of your program uh you know is actually don't have one at this point yeah. so you're just trying to uh, maybe find somebody to step in and fill that role you know in the in the interim but the uh, time you can actually hire a, a coach uh but you know it's going to be a be an interesting thing to watch here as we go and hopefully that won't impact the season too much i mean the coach obviously uh, isn't the one out there playing but they have the uh, you know the game plans and their their lineups and the way that they they operate, but yeah, we'll just have to figure it out and and see where the the Lady Lakers softball program goes from here. But uh, you know they're several years into the new facility now over there, and, and things seem to be going well in that aspect. So hopefully uh, we'll find out some more from uh, from Michael regarding that. And you know walking into, the new coach is going to walk into a pretty talented roster. You I think. I think three of your top five hitters from last year are back. Um, you got Taryn Reynolds that 
pitched a fair amount last year. She's back. You've got a pretty good. You've got a pretty good group there, and a group that I think can probably contend for a 16th district championship. So I think it should be a fairly attractive job for uh, somebody who for a potential softball coach. Speaking of new coaches, of a new football coach, <laughs> Lucas, right. Lucas Ford, uh, Somerset assistant, hired as. Uh, the new Laker football coach, uh, replacing Ryan Richardson, who uh, announced his retirement last fall. Uh, Lucas, like I said, an assistant with the uh, Somerset Briar Jumpers program, got a little bit of a ba- got a couple of head coaching stops, coached uh, at Caverna and at uh, McCrary Central, two two places that's not not the easiest jobs in the state. Yeah, so. not the easiest places to win at, and that's no discredit to him. No, uh, obviously. Uh, but when you look at McCurry Central and Caverna, you know, they're not traditional powers, obviously. Right. But, you know, everybody's got to get their start somewhere and cut their teeth. And you know, like you said, he's been at Somerset. He's been a part of winning programs. So uh, hopefully uh, he'll be the right man for the job for Laker football. Yeah, I talked to um, I talked to somebody who was, you know, kind of, who kind of had some knowledge of him. They said they said they think he they think he's going to be really well liked, really well respected. He's. He's talked about wanting to be involved with the youth leagues, and uh, so that that's good to hear. That's where it starts. Yep. It's, it, he's got a he's got a rebuilding job on his hands. Um, it, you know, he, this, it's not going to be without a challenge. Um, but if you over time, you think that uh, you hope that he can start to kind of build this thing back up. It, you know, yeah, fo- we, football programs kind of falling on some hard times, but uh, you know. Uh, over time, over time, I think it can be built back up. It's going to be a challenge, and uh, I think he knows that. I think he knows that yeah. a challenge is before him, and he's he's willing to you know accept some sacrifice early in hopes of uh, you know building this thing up yeah. over and, long and folks term. need to be patient, obviously, with him. They can't come out uh, next year and expect to see you know eight nine wins. Who knows? It may happen, but the, you can't expect that. You've got to give him some time to. You know, install his style of football, his brand, and, and kind of start building things. And you know, can't ex- expect immediate success, uh, but you know, everybody hopefully will get behind uh, Coach Ford and, and be there for him. Yeah, and so uh, I think next, I think hopefully next week we'll uh, we'll actually have Coach Ford on the show. Um, we're working on getting that, getting some details ironed out with that. But the plan is for uh, Coach Ford to join us on Laker Sports Talk next week. So we're looking forward to that. Um, elsewhere in the sport, uh, local sports world, Derek, uh, you know, middle school volleyball has started. Um, you know, good. Uh, I know Faith Womack, the high school coach, has you know really emphasized getting um, the middle school levels and the youth leagues. Uh, you know, being heavily involved with those. So, uh, Russell County Middle School Volleyball started. Encourage people to go and uh, support those young ladies uh, at Russell County Middle School. Other than that, Derek, I think we've kind of touched on everything. Uh, we've had a lot to go through here, but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, jump into our interview with Michael Carpenter, uh, t- touch a little bit on some of these coaching hires and stuff like that. So let's get after that. All right, so now making uh, another return appearance here on Lakers Sports Talk, we have uh, Russell County High School Athletics Director Michael Carpenter coming in. And as we've kind of talked about already, there's a lot going on in the sports world and Thought we'd bring Michael in to kind of talk a little bit about some of the stuff going on behind the scenes, about some of these uh, some of these coaching searches and coaching changes, and um, just touch a little bit too about uh, you know as we kind of wind up winter sports and uh, we'll get ready to head into spring, just about what's going on there. So, uh, Michael, a lot going on with you, but uh, how are you doing? 
Oh, I'm doing really well, Zach. Thank you. Uh, yes, it's it's a very busy time of year with us wrapping up our winter and spring around the corner. So, well, Michael, um, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, we uh, we had football job, football head coach job opening, got that filled with uh, Lucas Ford. I know, uh, I know there was some you know multiple candidates interested. Uh, what you know, you were on the committee that uh, um, that ultimately hired Lucas. What what do you like? What do you like about him? Uh, what kind of uh, drew the committee towards uh, him to be the next uh, leader of the football program? Well, we did. I do want to say we did have we did have several good candidates for the head football coaching position. Uh, I think it wound up with eight overall, uh, and we interviewed uh, three of those candidates, uh, and uh, they were all very good candidates. Uh, Coach Ford is, was just very. Uh, he was very enthusiastic. He he has had a head a couple of different head coaching jobs, and uh, he just is very very excited about building the Laker program and and give it for information from not only high school but how he wanted to be hands on in the youth league, the middle school, the high school, and uh, you know he just did a really good job with his interview. Yeah, and he's a. Uh... He's a younger guy. You can tell he's got he's got some energy, and I thought I, I thought when he talked when he mentioned you know the youth leagues, you know that's such a key such a key part of building a successful high school program is is being involved with those youth leagues and uh, you know making sure that kids are taught all those you know basic fundamentals early on. So when you get into high school, you can really work on the more advanced stuff. But uh, he seems like a young guy. Got a lot of energy and. Uh, Feel like he's going. To, I feel like he's going to be a good fit here. You know, one thing we, one thing Derek and I talked about. You know, people are going to have to give him some. You have to be patient with him though, because this. I mean, this is going to be a little. This is going to be a rebuild. Yes, and 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 he understands that. He he knew that going into it. He had done his research uh, when we talked about things during the interview. Uh, but but there's one thing that that kept coming back. Uh, everyone I talked to from places he has coached at currently or in the past and administration. Uh, just about his love for the game of football and how hard of a worker he is. And so, you know, uh, uh, Somerset's athletic director called me after the hire was made and, and, and told me he was mad at me because we, we stole one of their top assistant coaches. So, you know, that, that says a lot for him. And, and he's got a wonderful family, uh, his wife and two kids. He's got a little boy, uh, Sawyer, and, and a little girl named Daisy. And Danny's his wife. And uh, he'll be starting at the middle school on Monday, so they're looking to find a place around here and, and get settled in and call Russell County home for a very long time. They hope. Well, uh, you know, you've got one uh, one job opening filled, and then you had another job opening come open with uh, the softball coach uh, Scott Jones uh, stepped away. You know, there's some family reasons and stuff behind that, and uh, we wishing him nothing but the best. You know, I really. Really grew to like Scott uh, last year and dealing with him. I always thought he was uh, thought he was really nice, really accommodating. It seemed like uh, seemed like those softball players really really liked him, had a lot of respect for him. So I know that's going to be a quite a loss. Um, what what, you, what anything you want to say about Scott just as well, his time as softball coach? Yes, it, it was a very very hard decision for Coach Jones. We had a very lengthy meeting when when he uh, came in and wanted to talk to me about the situation and. And uh, you you hit the nail on the head. There was there was multiple things, and and one of them being family related. Uh, so we're really gonna miss Coach Jones. We appreciate you know the two years he put in, and 
and and and the time and energy and effort into Lakers softball. Um, as as me and him both discussed, and me and you have discussed, the the, the downside to it is the timing couldn't have been any any worse hardly, <laughs> because uh, spring sports are around the season, and, and, and you know uh, February fifteenth is is going to be here soon. Yeah, the practices are uh, beginning next week, and then um, you're looking at you know the first games are pretty much a month out. Yeah. Um, so what's the what's like the plan in the meantime as we work towards hiring a coach? Do we have an interim or what's the what's uh, the deal there? Yes, we we met. Uh, of course, we we started meeting as soon as the information was released to us, given the time frame we had to work with. Uh, so after uh, Coach Jones told the players personally and then went to the special call booster meeting and informed the parents, uh, we were working already on what would be the best route to do. Now, we did initially post the job as soon as we got the letter of resignation. Uh, now, in the process of that, and looking at what's best for our program moving forward for the next few years, uh, we are gonna have that position posted as, uh, for the head coaching position as soon as the season's over. As of today, or as of yesterday, uh, Tanya Rexro is going to be our interim high school coach. Uh, she is going to take over the reins. Uh, she's got a lot of coaching experience, worked with Lakers softball at all levels for years. Um, the players are very comfortable. Uh, coach Rexro has a good feel of the team. Now, this is a one – this is a one – time thing uh, for that and uh, actually this morning before I come up here uh, I got to uh, talk with coach Mike Scott again and Mike Scott which is a former Laker head coach is going to take over the reins of the middle school for this spring is interim until coach Rex Schrott can come back to the middle school next year so uh, we've got veteran coaches with coaching experience in place and uh, we've got a real good group of softball players at the high school level. We've got four seniors that, that are going to be key for us this year. We've got some good freshman, sophomore, junior class players. And then when you look to our youth coming up, there's a lot of, a lot of potential if they want to keep working hard to continue the program success we've had. So Tanya Rexer is going to take over as the interim, and then once the softball season's over, we'll work on getting a new we'll hire. We will get the job posted, uh, and uh, and we'll that will happen pretty soon because even in softball, when you're out of season, there's there's things that you do in the off season right. to get prepared for the next season, and and, and you know um, we haven't missed any of the cage time or those type of things. Uh, Coach Jones had continued to help and, and, and do that. Coach Rexro was transitioning. Uh, once we got the high school set, then we had to focus on what we were going to do with middle school or how that was going to look. And uh, so, you know, we've been having cage time for them and staggering that and different things. So uh, hopefully come the first of the week, everybody's going to be ready to get going. Yeah, and, uh, you know, speaking of, that, you know, speaking of Rexroads, uh Baseball is coming up too, and uh, you know, I said we've got uh, to me one of the best coaches in the state with David Rexro. And uh, yes, he's uh, not many high school baseball teams, uh, 
You know, he, he's been inducted into the High School Baseball Coaches Hall of Fame. Uh, coach Rex Roach won two different regions as a head coach. He's won the 12th. He's won the 4th. Uh, he's returning a core group uh, that's tied the single most wins in Laker history last year for the baseball team. Some people don't even realize that. Uh, and he's got a top-notch staff that works with him. Rock, coach Clark, a pitching coach. Him and he's worked with Coach Rex Roach a very long time. Coach Chris Taylor, of course, he's 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 coached a very long time. Former head coach, experience, and and Coach Bennett, Richard Bennett's been with Coach Rex Roach a long time. So uh, that core group there, and and Taylor Griders coming back to town, and, and he's going to help out some at different levels with different things. So you know we've got a we've got a bright looking spring coming for a baseball program and I know Coach Rex Rope will get them there and, and, and get them where they need to be come regional tournament time. We did have, just so everybody knows now, um, we will be hosting the 16th District Tournament for baseball and softball this year. So it is at Russell County and given some situations for the KHSAA and changing the state baseball format, they're going away from semi-state that they went to for a few years and having a true state tournament at University of Kentucky's baseball field, they had to move it back a little. So in order for us to get the regional tournament in and have all of our pitching available for whatever team represents the fourth region, we are now going to have to play it on the same format we did last year. So whoever wins the 16th district tournament will host the first round of the region. And then the next two days, you will go to uh, Western to play the semifinals and finals. So hopefully, so hopefully, we're hosting some district. We're hoping, hosting a district championship and hosting a region tournament game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to touch back on softball real, really quick because I forgot to ask you about this just a minute ago. Um, the assistants on the softball team now are they are they sticking on or are there going to be some new assistants? Well. No, we're the currently we have a we're still trying to find the best placement uh, of who's going to be where. Uh, of course, Joey Mills coached the last couple of years at the middle school level. Uh, right now, it looks like probably he will go to the high school uh, to fill one of those slots. And uh, Coach Scott and me have been in discussion this morning. Uh, he's going to reach out. He's got a couple of people in mind that would be good to help him at the middle school. Okay. So we haven't got that settled yet, but we want to get the best possible candidates right. uh, given the, circum- the the time frame that we can. And, um, <clears throat> you know, also spring sports coming up. Um, you've got track and you've got tennis. I know, um, you know, there's been some talks for a while about uh, getting a new track built. Uh, yes. Where, where's, what's the what's the status on that? I don't have the exact timeline when we're going to have it done, but I know they have been working diligently. Uh, you know, the architects has been down there and look, Mr. Ford and the Board of Education have been going over stuff, and they've been filling in back by the, by the old track, and there was some field work that needed to be done. So I, I'm getting really excited. I, I'm hoping sooner than later. I don't have an official timetable timeline to tell you though. But so, so when, when whenever we have that new track built, we'll actually be able to host some track meets then. Yes, we will be able to host track meets, uh, and it's going to be one of the the nice resurfaced tracks like that's that's more it's more suitable to run on this day and time than the the, the asphalt yeah. little blacktop we've got now. Uh, coach Bowen is our track coach, and he uh, he does an excellent job with them. And uh, they've been doing some preseason, uh, just running and stuff to get ready and 
And so uh, they'll be ready to hopefully uh, we can send some more relay teams or something to the state championship this year. And on, on tennis, um, had some had especially some singles success last year with uh, what was Lucas McFall uh, played in the state tournament. And um, trying off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of there was a couple others that had some success in the in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we're we're really excited. The sky's the limit for Lucas. Uh, I had Lucas in school in the elementary school, and, and I've coached Lucas. Um, but he has he has put in all the work that he needs to to uh, do big things this year. He's a junior, and uh, you know he's putting time in out there on his own. I see him because I'm at the high school all the time, and uh, he is really looking forward to the year. We have a really good turnout of girls this year. Of course, uh, until official tryouts are in, we won't know the official number. Uh, and then, of course, we've got some. Key boys returning, like Jay Bailey. He had a good year last year. Jay's put in a lot of work. So uh, Coach Kinder, uh, Coach Poston, uh, Coach Emerson, they do a good job of, of, of getting those guys and gals ready. Uh, without getting into too much detail, though, this year in tennis, uh, they have come up with a new ratings scale that's going to have to be used for all tennis players. And so that way, when they get to seed them for postseason, it's going to be a clear vision of who deserves to be ranked here and who's playing who. In the past, you had to kind of jockey for position because there wasn't any true coding system. Yeah. So uh, I think that's only going to help Lucas, you know, and Jay and, and, and our guys that compete and play the good competition. So. And, um, you know, kind of as we, you know, as we're moving into spring sports, that means winter's kind of coming to an end, of course. Uh, you know, swimming and bowling um, – you know, a lot of postseason success there. Um, you know, swim team fared pretty well at regions. You know, I was talking about you know, talk a little bit about our, our swim team is you know one of the smaller smaller yeah. ones in terms of members um, in the region. So it makes it a little bit difficult going up against uh, programs like Elizabethtown that are have you know swim teams the size of a high school over there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, even with those smaller numbers. Fared really well. Uh, well, yeah, Coach Prater does such a good job with him and Coach Reynolds. And the region coach of the and, year. And Miss Glenda was region coach of the year. And for for you hit the nail on the head. Swimming is a it, it is about numbers and how many events you can put people in and how how you can place and and get points. But we have a young team. Uh, but I if I say that we had a young team and we had two. Two really good senior leaders and captains, and Morgan Jones and, and Dawson Hayden, and uh, they kind of set the bar high and kept the kids held accountable. And you know, uh, we'll we'll get those numbers built back up to our pre-COVID stuff. You know, we still have in all of our athletics, we still have kids who have not come back or still hesitant until the uh, COVID situation gets settled. So. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, that's just continued to linger and linger. And you know, every time I think we might be able, might be getting out of it, there's there comes another wave or another variant. But you know, hopefully, we're hopefully we're trending towards the back end of that. Well, that's what somebody said. You know, in 2020, we kept saying we don't want another 2020 uh, with the COVID. And you know, here we are, 2022, and we're we're still <laughs> not. We're still not totally rid of it, so yeah. we, we want to get rid of that. But our bowling team, you know, Coach Rex already does such a good job with them. Uh, first time ever this year uh, that I know of that that 
Russell County and, and, and the years we've had bowling, you know, our bowling team's six years old and we had a, both a boy and a girl win the region. So both regional winners in bowling were from Russell County. And then we had our boys team that sent two individuals to state and their girls sent two. And uh, the girls did a good job. I know our two boys wound up finishing fifth and sixth out of the entire state of Kentucky. Yeah, I thought that was, so, that was really, you had, Russell County had two of the top 10 bowlers in the state. Uh, yeah, so that's that speaks a lot for our program. Uh, and, uh, you know, actually, I was in discussions this morning. Uh, Dylan Stringer's already signed his letter of intent. But uh, within the next two weeks, uh, Nick Blakey was talking to me this morning, and he said, Coach Carpenter, you know, I'm ready to sign. When can we have a sign? And I said, well, we'll get the information together. Uh, he's going to be signing with Lindsey Wilson College. Um, and Nick's so athletic that, you know, he, he possibly, if time would allow, could compete for their golf and bowling team because he's a very good golfer. He was one of our top golfers this year. Yeah, that uh, that bowling pipeline to Lindsey Wilson has really has really opened up. It's really it's good to see you know a program uh, like like bowling at Russell County High School that's still really young already you know getting a pipeline flowing for these kids to be able to continue to do that at the college level and uh, you know be able to get scholarships and stuff like that. That's that's really good to see. Well, and it gives them it's just a good way to get your college career off to the start because. You're, 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 you're being held accountable by your coaches for academics and be, behavior and everything. Uh, and you're, you you get to come together and become very close with a group of people that share the same love as you do. Yeah. So if, whether it's bowling or baseball or basketball or football, uh, you make a lot of lifelong friends through that. Right. And, uh, you know, finally with winter sports, uh, basketball, um, you know, you and I kind of talked about this. The girls, you know, three-way tie got, you know, get get a you really wanted that two or three, so you had about a 66% chance of getting a seed you want, and but just the the luck or unluck of the draw, uh, they end up they end up with the four in a matchup against Metcalf County, and uh, you know Derek and I kind of talked about it earlier. You know, I, I, I harken back to last year's softball yeah. when Russell County, you know, won easily over Cumberland County in two yeah. games in the regular season, and then in the district tournament, yeah. uh, you just have you have a little bit of an off day. Other team has a little bit of extra going for it, and it it can change. So uh, both boys and girls, four seeds. uh, Girls play Metcalf, boys play Clinton all uh, on Monday the 21st and um, at Clinton County High School, of course. But, uh, you know, and you and I talked about this the other night. You know, even though Clinton County is the one seed, Russell County probably played them better than they did Metcalf or Cumberland during the regular season. Yeah, and matchup-wise – Matchup wise, which which Clinton County is the one seed for a reason, and it's at Clinton. It's never easy to play Clinton at Clinton. Right. But as far as matchup wise, I do think we match up maybe a little better with them than the other two teams. And you know, on our girls' side, the unfortunate thing for our girls because you know with our district record, uh, one of the key factors that hurt us was we had COVID that hit our team and shut us down. Right. Some of those players were shut down in quarantine <clears throat> 10 days. Some some were only five and then the protocol. But uh, that was right during the stretch that you come back on Monday and then you've got to play a district game Tuesday or Monday. Or you come back on Saturday, Sunday and get a practice in, but you're, you're playing a district game on a Monday and a Tuesday, not at full strength and not at full players. Mm-hmm. So when we played Clinton and Cumberland, and that's not making excuses. They played a heck of games, the girls did. 
but we weren't anywhere. We weren't at full strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that puts you behind the eight ball. And then, and then when we went to the draw, uh, I was teasing Coach Blankenship. I said, well, I'm not drawing. You're drawing. So <laughs> uh, we have to go by order of rotation for the district. So, uh, you know, we were the second team to draw. And uh, and he drew the, the four. So that's how we wound up uh, playing Medcalf the first round. So as you said, at 6 o'clock, our girls will play Medcalf. And then probably about 7.30, our boys will play Clinton on February the 21st in the first round of the district tournament. Uh, and then, you know, it'll proceed forward. The next round games, the two and three seeds will play on Tuesday and then Thursday girls championship, Friday boys championship. And I do want to say anybody this weekend, I know the weather's going to be a little tricky, but uh, Saturday the 12th is when our freshman district tournament is being played. It's at Clinton County, and, and our girls will play Clinton County in the first round of Clinton County High School. Uh, if they win that, they will be in the championship game uh, probably about they play at nine. The boys play at nine or ten fifteen at Clinton County High School, and then the district championship. If they win, they'll turn around and play. And then if our boys can win the first game, they'll turn around and play. So the boys and girls both play Clinton County in that. You just, when you're the one, whoever's hosting, it's the one seed. Yeah. They go by no records, and then they just draw yeah. and put you in a spot. So uh, both of our freshman teams have done really well in the freshman league this year, and and. Uh, I look forward to seeing, you know, there's a possibility for a couple of district championships there. And I did over here, and I don't have, I apologize, I was going to look up the radio station number, but I did hear them say in the district tournament meeting that if nothing changed, uh, Clinton County was going to broadcast on air the freshman games uh, that that they played in, which just so happens they play us in boys and girls. Mm-hmm. So uh, if anybody can get the Clinton County radio station you can probably listen to some of those games if you can't go do you uh you know we talked about the three-way tie and the, and the drawing for that do you like that system or is there another or do you think there's another way to do that i i hadn't seen a three-way tie in the district for a while it, it had been quite a while i was trying to think back uh in my 20 plus years of either coaching or being athletic director and it's happened before uh now there are districts that handle it a different way they look at an rpi or yeah. they look at this uh, you know, most usually it's it's a two-way tie and a coin flip. But when it goes to the three-way, that's where it nullifies the coin flip and then it goes to the draw and yeah. you draw a tube. So, you know, I think it's, it's about it, – there's not a lot of other options to do a three-way tie. Yeah. I, I think it's probably as good. But now, with that being said, the way we have this rating index now, your RPI, just in basketball like football or anything right. – you know, I could foresee in the future that it may get to a point where, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go by the RPI, and then if two teams are tied with that, then a coin flip between the two teams that are left, and whoever's the lowest be the four seed. Yeah, because the RPIs are utilized are uh, utilized for football, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, yeah, it feels like it's a matter of time before they probably utilize that for basketball. Um, because they that's the process <laughs> they use for like we had games canceled with COVID, mm-hmm. uh, so. Basically, if you're the team canceling because of a COVID situation, it goes down as a 1-0 loss for your team. Uh, You have until, and I forget the exact date, I think it was February 10th. You have until February 10th to make up that game between the two schools. Now, from the KHSAA end, if you don't get that game made up by the 10th, then they go to the RPI and decide who actually wins that game. 
So that's who, that's how they credit the win and loss mm. on district games. Yeah. So that way for seeding purposes. Yeah. So, you know, of course, you want to make up and play your district games. Yeah. Those are your priority games because it matters so much for postseason and getting advanced to the regional tournament. Right. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, districts and regions, we hadn't had a chance to talk about it since it happened, but 16th district's now a five-team district. Monroe County is uh, going to be joining next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know we kind of talked about it a while back about the possibilities that existed uh, might happen. Um, what's your thoughts on Monroe County joining in and making this district a little bit more competitive? Well, first off, I, I want to be clear. I, I, I know the athletic director, uh, Coach Pettit, in Monroe County, really good. I know their coaches. Uh, we, we usually play them once a year in, in most sports. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't anything against Monroe County. It was just the fact of, of, of not liking a five-team district. And, and that is because, obviously, you have an extra play-in game right. to get to the district championship if you wind up in the, in the four or five seed. But it affects things like for baseball we were talking about. Uh, it could affect your pitching because if you play the four or five and then have to play the, right. the one – and then have to play for the district championship, you're getting down to your third or fourth pitcher. Yeah. Uh, but you have to have that meeting to win a regional tournament. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna roll with it and make the best of it. Uh, uh, we did everything we could on our end and, and the teams in the fourth region. Uh, the superintendents sent letters in that was signed by uh, eleven of the superintendents uh, and you know, and the KHS at AA they made their decision. So uh, starting starting in the spring or the fall, we'll be a five team district, and we're going to welcome Monroe County in, and we're going to we're going to have a hopefully even more competitive district, and and the kids will get to experience that, uh, you know, and and we'll go on from there. You know the tra- the, the travel part of it is what gets me. There's not a there's not an easy route to Monroe County. <laughs> it's it's no. it's not a it's not maybe it's a straight shot by any means, and it's not a quick trip. And no, they've I, made some improvements to the roads, but still, you're going to have to go to Metcalf County, get off of Metcalf County, and then you're going to have to drive back around to Monroe County. So you're you're going to be you're going to be looking at fifty minutes to an hour uh, for a district game. Yeah, and, and you know that's but like you said, you hit the nail on the head. There's no easy way. You just don't get on and go. You yeah. get on and get off and turn and turn and you know. So, but oh, well, so a lot of traveling within that 16th district. But yes. uh, well, Michael, uh, we kind of wrap things up here. Anything else you want to get out there? Anything else you want to let people know about? No, I just want to encourage everyone that can to come out to the uh, district tournaments for the freshman teams and the high school teams. Uh, there's not going to be any any limitations on numbers or vouchers for tickets at this time. Uh, tickets will be sold at the door, and and so we'd like to have as many people out supporting them as possible. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to our cheerleading team. They're in they're in Florida right now, competing in the nationals. And our dance team, I want to give a big shout out to them. Uh, they qualified for a, for a national tournament that's going to be held in Louisville. So they're going to be leaving in just a little bit, you know, a couple of weeks for a week for that. And so uh, I hope everyone does well, and then we'll get spring sports going. All right, Mike. Thanks for coming in and uh, giving everybody an update. And I uh, wish you the best of luck. And as we always say, go Lakers. Yes, go Lakers. 
All right. Thanks again to uh, Michael Carpenter for joining the show today. Uh, always insightful to kind of get a glimpse of what's going on uh, behind the scenes with uh, Laker Athletics and uh, all these various coaching changes. And so uh, good to hear from him and uh, all that's going on. And uh, Derek, as we kind of get ready to wrap up here, we want to uh, name our Athletes of the Week. And I think it just makes sense to uh, award those Athletes of the Week to Dylan Stringer and Nick Blakey. Uh, we talked about them fifth and sixth in the state bowling tournament. Uh, not very often you have uh, kids perform that well at the state at the state level. Uh, yeah. It's a very diff- very difficult to get that far, and then not only to get there, but uh, to finish. In, you have two bowlers finishing the top six. So uh, I want yeah. to give a shout-out to them for uh, representing Russell County well at state level. Top ten in the state in anything deserves some recognition, and, and definitely they are very well deserving of this honor this week. So that's all we've got, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, just a couple of quick notes. Um, you can subscribe, Apple, Spotify. Um, just search Laker Sports Talk on those. If you have uh, if you have questions, comments, find us on Twitter at LakerSportsPod. Uh, you can reach out there, message there, uh, leave you any ideas, suggestions, feedback, anything like that. And uh, finally, guys, uh, we have a couple of sponsorship opportunities for Laker Sports Talk. So uh, if you want to kind of show your support for Laker Athletics and, uh, you know, get a couple of mentions on this podcast as we're kind of growing and uh, reaching new listeners every week, go ahead and, uh, you know, reach out to me or Derek or Sean or any of us here. And uh, we'd be glad to give you some details and get you set up. And uh, that way you can hear your name on here and uh, show your support for our local athletes. So, uh, like I said, reach out to any of us here at the station and uh, we'll, we'll get you set up if you or your business want to uh, want to support Laker Athletics and, uh, you know, be a part of the podcast as, as it grows. I, we really encourage uh, people to do that. And uh, so if you want to reach out, we'd be glad to talk to you. But other than that, Derek, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And uh, as always, say God bless and go Lakers.